0: Is he working in your life? Well, I would argue that if you didn't say amen, you're wrong, because he's working in all of our lives all the time. He's always drawing us by his spirit to himself. And it is so good that you're here. I'm only gonna preach page one of my five-page front and back so everyone can just stop freaking out And for those who want to hear the other four pages, we can hang out and talk after, okay? Here's what I want to say today. First of all, Scott, Pastor Scott, thank you for your word last week. I mean, come on somebody. I was on vacation at Bass Lake and So I got to listen on our podcast on my cell phone, and I'm driving down the road going, come on, brother. No one's around me. I'm just shouting hallelujah, just come on, you preach it. So I honor you and your gift and your calling, and it's an honor to have you, brother. It's awesome. How to get free from offense. Man, we've all been offended, either currently, past, or maybe even today, later, when you get in your car and the guy cuts you off. And so learning how to deal with offense is not a peripheral side issue in the Christian walk. It's an everyday reality to keep our hearts clear, to keep our hearts clean, because it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Is that good? Did I get that right? Okay, just making it sure. I'm surrounded by a bunch of mighty men and women of God, and it's an honor, Pastor Steve, to have you here as a member as well. An amazing pastor, Pastor Chad. There's so many pastors, Pastor Ken. I mean, we're just surrounded by wonder. And all of you in your own right, I'm going to get to it in about four weeks, you are all, there's no sideline Christians. Everyone's invited to play and be powerful in the Lord. So hurry up and just get to the first page. For for two or three weeks, the Lord has just been one phrase. One phrase, and you can take this home, chew on it, do some digging. Um, I'll get to all of this someday. And it's when when, when the Apostle Paul talks about love in 1 Corinthians 13, um, he lists, I didn't count them, I think 12 or 13 descriptions. Um, Love is patient, love is kind does not envy, it does not boast, it is not rude, it is not easily angered, it keeps no record of wrongs, it does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth, it always protects, always hopes, always trusts, always perseveres, love never fails, 13, I count it. The one phrase about love that I've just been really camping on, and I want you to chew on with me today for a few minutes, and then to go home and pray and think about it, Is the dynamic of love that keeps no record of wrongs. I preached two weeks ago, and Scott gave a great summary of it in his message last week that the calling card of Christians, of those who are disciples, so they're not just card carrying, they are cross carrying. That's a good one liner. Those who are disciples who are in it for all of life. They're not just in it for a little bit of forgiveness and live like a heathen. They're like, I want to follow you, Jesus, in every area of my life. What will set that category and group of people apart from every other category of group of people in the world is our love for one another. I preached on it in John chapter 13, 34 and 5, that by this, by what? by the kind of love that is supposed to be flowing in the family of Jesus, that kind of love will prove to the world the validity of our claims that Jesus is Lord and the validity of our even existence as a community. How many know the world does not need another divided, funky, offended, unforgiving community? There's plenty of those to go around. But that the Lord in his grace has so designed the church that we would be a community not of perfect people, but of people who have been forgiven much and who forgive much because of the mercy and love of God. So the one dynamic I want you to think about all week is when Jesus says, by this they'll know, he's talking about a very specific kind of love, a love that Paul defines in 13 ways. And one of those ways is a love that manifests and keeping no record of wrongs. Now, how many of you have been wronged by me or by, no, not by me, by a brother or by a friend? Or Can I just see a show of hands who've been wronged by somebody someday in your life? You've been wronged. How many, the next time you saw that person, when they wronged you, that the first thing you thought of was the record of the wrongs that they did against you? Can we get real and honest? Come on, somebody. Every hand should be raised unless you're perfect. The one thought, chew on it, chew on it all week, is the kind of love he wants flowing in here, is the kind of love that manifests in many ways, but one of them is that when we get wronged, we forgive and we no longer keep a record of that wrong. I'm telling you, see that love kind of start, start growing in a group of people, you won't be able to keep them away. Because how many know we live in a day and age where you get treated by your wrap, your sheet, your sheet, Your record, there's one scripture in Psalm 130. I think we got it on the screen. Oh, I had that one too. Cool. There's the love is patient, so you know it's an actual Bible verse. I love it. Read this with me. This is, look at the language. This is, remember, by this, they'll know you're my disciples. By what? The kind of love that Jesus embodies, the kind of love that Jesus is. Can we read this on the screen together? If you, Lord, kept a record of sins, who could stand? Anyone wanna answer that question? No one. If you, Lord, the only holy, pure, righteous, never sinned, if you, the only one that has a right to keep a record, because you never wronged nobody, if you kept a record, Lord, Who could stand in your presence? And the question is, if we're to be like that Lord, like Jesus, because we're disciples, those who are following Jesus, becoming like Jesus in our lives by the Spirit and by the grace of God, then how many of us can stand amongst each other if perpetually there's a big, long record that we hold of offense and sins against each other? Who could stand in this community? No one. No one could stand. He goes on, but look at this. Here's the word. Read it with me. But with you, there is forgiveness, so that we can, with reverence, serve you. Amen. I'm so tempted. I'm just, I told you I'd be done. That's page one. And I'm convinced, beloved, that the debt that is killing us is not our mortgage, It's not our credit card bills. It is the endless records of wrongs that we carry around. And I'm telling you that God in Christ can deliver us from the record of wrongs personally that we've done to him and the record of wrongs that we hold against those around us. That there is a debt that is more detrimental than a numeric figure. It is the debt of carrying around a bunch of records of those that hurt you, and I'm here to tell you today that there is power in the name of Jesus to set you free from that unbearable weight of having to be the one who thinks they need to judge and then deliver and to give back what someone owed because of what they've done to you. I'm telling you, there is freedom and forgiveness today, and that one dynamic of love, if by the Spirit he could work in our lives that we would let go of the records, not ignore them, but give them to the Lord Jesus. There will be a vitality and a vibrancy restored to your life like nothing else. Why would we do this? Well, because it's super hard. Well, here's how we can do this, because Jesus took our records of indebtedness Last scripture, and then we're done. Oh, but he taught us to pray it every day, forgive us our debts. God made you alive together with Christ when he forgave us, someone say it with me, all our trespasses. Come on, is that good news to anybody else today? I love this language is so profound in the the scripture. Erasing the record that stood against us with its legal demands. How many know Ezekiel 18, Romans chapter six, and many other places, the soul or the person that sins is deserving of death? Did you know that? When we live a lifestyle that chooses self of over and against God and over and against the person around us that we're meant to love, when we miss the mark intentionally, when we do what we know we're not supposed to do or we don't do what we know we're supposed to do, come on somebody, it goes both ways that God in Christ took our entire record. Remember, because Jesus demonstrated love on the cross the only innocent one there hanging with the records of sin of all of humanity. And through his blood, the blood that dropped on the records of every man, woman, boy, and girl on the earth, that one drop of his blood forever erased every trespass and the demands that the law required for perfection, for holiness. And Jesus takes our records and he gives us his instead. just gives... So Chad, how am I supposed to keep no record of wrongs? Well, because you, you were treated with such mercy and so much love and so much grace that Jesus didn't count your record against you or you couldn't have stood. And Jesus says, do not let that puppy terminate on yourself. That kind of love is meant to flow through you to everyone around you. It erases the record that stood against us. I mean, are you kidding me? He took it and how did he do it? He set it aside, nailing it to the cross. Can you just picture it? I mean, how many pages would need to be written for the records of wrongs? But Jesus, because he is love embodied, love incarnate, and one of the dynamics of love is keeping no record of wrongs, that as he's standing there bludgeoned and battered and beaten, he pronounces forgiveness and pardon. Because that's what love does, it forgives. I don't have any more time, but that's the message today. By this they'll know, by this they'll know you're my disciples. If you love one another, and what we're arguing today, very briefly, is that one of the manifestations of love is it's time to take the records and to get them under the blood of Jesus. Because love, one of the 13 scriptures, love keeps no record of wrongs. It doesn't ignore that wrong was done. You gotta hear me. It does not ignore that wrong was done, but it refuses to take a place higher than God who forgave us in our sin. Did you know choosing unforgiveness is saying you can do it better than God and that the blood of Jesus was good enough for your sins but not for their sins. That's what we're doing. But that through his help, it starts with a conscious choice. Lord, I choose to forgive. I don't care what I feel like. You command me, forgive those who've trespassed against me. And Jesus, you've called me to embody your love, and love keeps no record of wrongs. And even as you took my sins, Jesus, as far as the east is from the west, and Jesus, you didn't treat me, Psalm 103.10, as my sins deserved, but you gave me mercy and grace and forgiveness, so Lord, I want that same kind of love, a functional, operating reality of my life. Lord, as you've shown me mercy, as your son, the only innocent, spotless one amongst us, took my record and hammered it on that cross. So, Jesus, I want those that I have record against to go free finally. How many know when we stay harboring an unforgiveness, we're the ones who are chained, not the other person? And I'm telling you, by this they'll know, beloved, one of the dynamics I want to do, I wish we could do a 13-weeker on all those 13 phrases of love. But who do you need to forgive today? Who do you need to just say, you know what, Lord? I don't even know. Forgiving is not forgetting. If you were told that, you were told wrong. Forgiveness starts with a choice. Forgiveness starts with receiving the forgiveness of God for yourself. And then forgiveness is an, as an, as a cooperation with the Spirit who is our comforter and our helper and our healer and our power. all along the way forgiveness does not equate reconciliation no, not. many of us will hold on to our records because you're like man I that means they can hurt me again or I can no 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 no. forgiveness is a choice reconciliation God may open a door for that or he may not depending on the safety of the situation do you hear me but forgiveness starts the journey and the possibility for a future forward Amen. and I'm just telling you I have been struggling with records and the Lord has been saying, "Chatty, let me take care of them. Give me those records. I've called you to love like I loved you. And I took your records, boy. So all those records that you're holding on and those lenses that you see through people that have hurt you or whatever, why don't you just give me their records so you can actually see them the way I see them. Yeah. All right. A love that keeps no record of wrongs. The only debt in closing... The only debt that we are meant to owe one another. Who stole it? (laughs) Let's read this screen together and then we're all done. Let no debt remain outstanding except the continuing debt to love one another. For whoever loves others has fulfilled the law. That's it. We won't go any further. So instead of the debts that we carry of those records of wrongs, those aren't the debts we're to owe. Let's give those to Jesus. Let's release love. Chatty, I can't do it. Exactly. Did you know the first fruit of the Spirit is love? The first fruit is love. I can't do it man, guess what? You got family all around you. They can help coach you and walk you through that process of forgiveness. Come on, somebody. But what if they hurt me again? Well, you got family. You got people around you right now to walk through this forgiveness thing with you, that the Lord is your shield and your shelter, and he will not, I say he will not. His eyes, he never sleeps and he never slumbers. The sun will not harm you by day, nor the moon by night, because the Lord watches over you, Psalm 121. And if you're in a situation that is unhealthy or dangerous, you don't have to be ashamed. Come talk to us after the service. I don't know about you, but I needed to get rid of records of wrongs this week. How about you? Records. He didn't treat us the way our sins deserve some. everybody. We're meant to be just like Jesus. We don't ignore it. Sin is sin. But judgment doesn't bring people. It's the mercy and kindness of God that leads to repentance. That's 2 uh, Corinthians chapter 7. So how many need to grow in that? If you need to grow in that, can you stand with me so I'm not the only one standing? You, need to, you want to grow in a love that keeps no record of wrongs. Man, that awesome hand. So, Lord, we're just standing right now. Here we are, Jesus. We want to love the way Jesus loved us. I'm not going to pray. I'm going to give you 30 seconds. Just do work with the Lord. If there's records that you want cleansed of, ask the Holy Spirit right now to come and just take those records to get them out of your heart, off your shoulders. Right now, do business with the Lord Jesus. Take my records, God. Take them. Those offenses, those hurts, Lord. Take the weight that I've been carrying and I want those debts. I want those records washed in your blood, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Just do business. We're doing great on time. Just do business with him. Thank you, Jesus. Forgive us, God, where we've held records, Lord. Wash us, cleanse us again. If you, O oh Lord, kept a record of sins, oh Lord, who could stand? But with you there is forgiveness. Beloved, I'm, I'm announcing according to the scriptures, there is forgiveness for you today. There is cleansing. There is renewal. You don't have to live under the weight of your record any longer today. It can be broken. It can be washed and cleansed right now. Those, those hurts that you've held against somebody else, he, God can start the wonderful journey of healing today. You can give them those records and say, Lord, I don't know how, but I know that I wanna be a person of love because by that, everyone will know I'm a disciple. And so, Lord, help me. Just ask the Lord, help me to forgive. Help me to get rid of the records and to trust you. How do we do this? Because he forgave us first. Let's read this on the screen together if we could. This is our parting word. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ God forgave you. That's good. Forgiveness is costly. I want you to know that it's always in Christ that God forgives. Every exchange of forgiveness is costly. But he paid the ultimate price so that we could. So what is forgiveness? Four things. It's acknowledging the offense, the debt, or the wrong. How many know forgiveness is not spiritual amnesia? Do you hear me? Uh, you, listen, I'm not doing some self help talk. Forgiveness is acknowledging that there was a wrong. Yes. Okay, we're not just, uh, we acknowledge it. Number two, it is not unspiritual to grieve and to acknowledge that you've been hurt. It is not unspiritual to say, That hurt me to the person who hurt you. Come on, somebody. We're not doormats. We are cross carriers, but we're not doormats. You have dignity because you're His creation. You have dignity because his blood bought you and washed you. You have dignity. You matter. You are valuable so you can grieve. That's not unspiritual. Phase three of forgiveness. You pray and you release the other one to God. What's in the middle of forgiveness? Give. I forgive them. I give them to you. How many know when we don't forgive, we play the role of judge, and there's only one judge, James chapter 4. Him, the righteous judge, the only one, the only one. So we pray and we release the other to God. And then finally, we work toward compassion and love. How many know you're not anti-spiritual if you all of a sudden don't have feelings of love for the person that hurt you? Come on, listen, there is false stuff out there that we live beaten down, but listen, it starts with this. We acknowledge, we grieve, whatever the journey, but then we pray and release and then we work towards God, restore that compassion and love, I want to view them the same exact way. Who's willing to do this work with me? Because we're going to have to learn how to do the forgiving thing if we're going to be within family. So Father, right now, as we just stand, it's been an unbelievable day. We've celebrated new life. We have celebrated testimonies. We celebrated the Lord's Supper. We sang. We shouted. We hallelujah. And now we've got a small word that says love is a love that keeps no record of wrongs. You've trained us, you've given us tangible stools to walk in forgiveness, and you've showed us through your word the depths of your mercy and grace toward us. So now, Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus that that grace and mercy will flow through us to those around us, that the world around us will know we're your followers because of this kind of love.